A common question I receive from clients is how should they be recording their loans in QuickBooks? I often see clients set up their loans the wrong way. They sometimes appear on a report where they shouldn't be, which can throw off any tax planning the client is trying to do. I know clients are trying their best and they're working hard to keep up with their bookkeeping, but every month when they record their loan payments, they know they're not doing it correctly and it lowers their confidence when it comes to relying on their financial statements to make sound business decisions. In today's podcast episode, I'm covering all of the steps that you should take when you have a loan in QuickBooks. Once you have this process in place, it really makes recording your transactions easy and you'll gain the confidence that you need so that you can start relying on your financial statements again. Whether you're starting a business or side hustle, you're a self-employed individual, a solopreneur, entrepreneur, mompreneur, freelancer, business owner, bookkeeper, or virtual assistant. Most businesses will have a loan at some point in time, and knowing how you should be recording all the transactions involved with your loan will help you create accurate financial reports that you can use not only in your business, but for filing your tax return as well. If you're a business owner who wants to take your business to the next level, whether you're starting a business, you're building your business, or you're serious about growing your business, I want to invite you to work with me so that you can meet your goals in the most accelerated, streamlined, and efficient way possible. That also aligns with your life and the impact that you want to make with your business. As a CPA, business strategist, and coach, I've created two options for you to choose from when you work with me. The first is my Mastering Your Small Business Finances Profit Lab. This is a group program where we have live weekly business meetings and coaching sessions to answer your questions so that you can generate revenues and increase the profit in your business. You can learn more about the Profit Lab by going to financialadventure.com profit. Or, if you like the idea of working with me on a more private, one-on-one basis, you can schedule a free consultation session where we'll go over where you currently are in your business and where you'd like to see yourself and your business in the future. During this session, we'll begin to map out the steps you need to take to achieve your goals. I'm helping my clients start their businesses, become more profitable, set strategies to move their business forward, and take control of their business and their finances while allowing them the balance and ability to enjoy their personal lives by utilizing business strategy, coaching, mentorship, and support. You can schedule your session today by going to financialadventure.com and clicking on the Work With Me button. By taking action in your business, you'll achieve your goals. By keeping everything simple, you'll avoid confusion and overwhelm. You'll understand your business finances, your next steps, and you'll follow through with the vision that you have for your business. My goal is to help you dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right, as an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. 
I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week, you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Welcome back. Making a decision to take out a loan for your business is a big step. You may need additional funds to purchase equipment, have additional operating funds, use the money for marketing, or refinance to pay off other loans. No matter what the reason for taking out the loan is, you want to make sure that you're recording it correctly so that your financial statements reflect these amounts accurately and you can make good business decisions based on this data. I've seen many clients add an expense account called loan payments, and they record all of their payments to this account. I've even seen business owners record their personal mortgage payments in their businesses as an expense. In both of these instances, they're recording incorrect expenses, which in turn reflects a lower net income amount. After the adjustments are made and the net income comes up to the correct amount, many of the business owners are surprised at the total amount of taxable income that they have. I want to ensure that you don't fall into the same situation by helping you understand how you can record your loans the appropriate way and have accurate financial statements that you can rely on. To help you understand the process of recording your loan transactions in either QuickBooks Desktop or QuickBooks Online, I'm going to create a scenario where you're taking out a loan for $25,000 to purchase equipment for your business. Although these steps are for QuickBooks, if you're utilizing another computerized software system for your bookkeeping, you'll also follow the same procedures. The first step in recording your loan is to set up the loan in your chart of accounts. To do this, you'll open your chart of accounts and select Add New Account. You'll want to know how long you have to pay back your loan or what your intentions are for paying back the loan. When you're adding your new loan, you'll either select the long-term loan type if you're planning on paying off your loan in 12 months or more. If you plan to pay your loan off sooner, you'll then select Other Current Liabilities. I recommend you name your loan account with something that you'll be able to recognize. Including the last few numbers of the loan can help if you have multiple loans. When you're adding the loan to your chart of accounts, it will show up on your balance sheet since it's a liability. And when you select either long-term or current liability, it will show up in different places on your balance sheet. The next step is to record your loan. You can do this in a couple of different ways. I always tell my clients to track the money. If you take out the $25,000 loan and you have the money deposited into your bank account, you can simply make a deposit in your bank account 
and select your new loan account as the account to record it to. When you do this, you can look at your balance sheet and then you'll see your new $25,000 loan in your liability section. This option works well if you're taking out a loan for funds to use in your bank account. In our case, the $25,000 will go into our bank account and we'll be writing a check to the vendor that we're purchasing the equipment from for $25,000. Another option is when you take out a loan and the lender pays the amount directly to whom you owe. For example, you go to your lender for the $25,000 loan and the lender sends the money directly to your vendor that you're purchasing the equipment from. In this case, you'll never show this amount coming out of your bank account since you're not physically paying the vendor yourself. You'll need to record your loan in this situation as a journal entry. To do this, you'll add a new journal entry and you'll debit your fixed asset account for the equipment that you're purchasing and you'll credit your new loan account for the total amount of the loan. If there are any fees the vendor is charging, you can record them in this journal entry as well. Again, for our example, let's say that we're taking out a loan for $25,000 for equipment, but the lender is charging $500 in fees, and the total of the equipment is $24,500. The journal entry for this loan transaction would be to debit fixed assets for the equipment for the $24,500, debit the bank service charges of $500, and credit the new loan account that we set up for the full $25,000 that the loan is for. Again, once this journal entry is made, you can take a look at your balance sheet to see that your loan is in the liability section. And you can also see that in the fixed asset section, your new equipment of $24,500 will show up there as well. The $500 for fees will show up on your income statement as an expense. When you're recording your journal entry, I always recommend that you list a description in the memo field for any fixed assets that you're recording. Once the loan is recorded, you can start applying payments to it. Most loan payments are made up of two parts. Your principal amount will be the amount that you're paying off on the loan, and your interest amount is the expensed amount that you will deduct on your income statement. Each time you make a payment, your total amount due will be reduced by the principal amount. For example, let's say that we need to make a $500 loan payment. This payment is made from our bank account. To record the loan payment, you can record the payment as a check. You'll enter your lender as the vendor, the total amount paid as $500, and in the account section, you'll enter the principal amount under the loan account, and any interest will go into the interest expense account. When recording a check like this, it's considered a split transaction since you're splitting the total of $500 into two different accounts. Let's say that our payment of $500 included the principal amount of $400 and interest of $100. We would select our loan account and reflect the $400 and then record the additional $100 as interest expense. When you have your payment recorded, you can go to your balance sheet again and look at the balance due on your loan. It should reflect the same amount as the lender shows on their statement.
You can also look at all of the loan payment details by double-clicking on the total amount of the loan and reflecting the dates that you want to see the transactions from on the transaction detail report that comes up when you double-click on the loan balance. Once you have recorded all of your payments for your loan and your loan has been paid in full, your loan balance will have a zero balance and will no longer show up on your balance sheet. You'll have expensed all of the interest in the appropriate years that you are making your loan payments. If you don't receive a listing of your principal and interest amounts when you're making payments, you can always contact your lender and ask them for this information so that you can record all of your transactions correctly. Knowing how to record your loans, as well as the payments that go along with your loan, is important so that your financial statements reflect the correct amounts. You can easily look at your balance sheet to see all of your liabilities, and at any point in time, you'll know exactly how much money you owe to others. Gaining confidence in recording your loan transactions is one more step you can take to having a bookkeeping system that you can rely on to have accurate and timely financial statements. Making sure you have all of your information correct so that you can have your tax return prepared accurately will definitely help reduce your stress at tax time. I'm always looking for solutions to help relieve stress for business owners like you, as well as accountants, CPAs, tax preparers, and bookkeepers who are helping you make sure that you're staying in compliance with your tax filings. During the month of March, I'm giving back to the accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers, and especially tax preparers who are taking on additional tasks during tax season to help their clients. I know how hard it can be during a busy season when you're working lots of hours and there are many deadlines to meet. I also understand how much it can impact your personal life. So I would love for you to let your accountant, CPA, bookkeeper, or tax preparer know that I'm doing a drawing to give away five free coaching packages where we'll take time to work towards having a less stressed tax season and reduce feelings of overwhelm so that they're able to work at a higher capacity. If you're an accountant, CPA, bookkeeper, tax preparer, or financial professional yourself, you can go to financialadventure.com accountant to get all of the details and to register during the month of March 2023. If you know of an accountant or financial professional who could benefit by taking some time for themselves and improving their lives, please forward this information on to them. I'm sure they'll be grateful for the opportunity and that you're thinking about them. If you're listening to this podcast after the month of March 2023, you can check back to see if I'm offering any other specials to thank you for all that you do to help business owners ensure that they're successful in their businesses. They need you, and you're appreciated. I'll post links to this and other helpful resources for accountants and business owners where you're listening to this podcast. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing that you'll take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for 
taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do. Thank you.